The form of this might be a bit of an experiment. So what did you think of the, um, what was it? The Thinking Machines exhibit? Thinking Machines. It was cool. Um, it's smaller than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... I was kind of disappointed it wasn't, like, a big exhibit, like the fashion one. Yeah. Which, which fashion one? They had, um, on the very top floor, they, they had an exhibit. I think it was called, like, Is Passion, Passion Modern or something. Oh, uh, yeah. This is, like, the history of, or, like, it's, it was just an exhibit on fashion. That's cool. I missed that. <clears throat> um, I liked it. I thought it was nice that it was, like, arranged chronologically, because you can mm -hmm. see the, like, in the beginning area, there was a lot of, like, uh non non computer like machine art. Yeah. Um like it was procedural but it wasn't like computers. Yeah. Uh like the um the IBM from Merce Cunningham mm -hmm. and the John Cage scores. Uh like good representation of like non visual machine art as well. Like art where a person is the machine, or like, right, yeah. you know, um, and and the one with the textile stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. that was like the in that alcove. Yeah, in the yeah. alcove. But that was a nice one. Yeah, good like acknowledgement of the like origins of computing and like. Uh, the Jacquard Loom stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's good. I'm I'm glad that it wasn't just like plotter stuff, because I feel like mm -hmm. sometimes it can be just plotter stuff. Yeah, I thought it was like a good like intro to. Machine art, I guess. Yeah. What did you think of the um, the wall test, like the the one where it alternated between like MoMA, Sans, and like OCR? A. Oh yeah. Oh, it was MoMA Sans. It was like I think it was like their MoMA font, and mm -hmm. then I think either OCR A or B. I think it was A. Yeah. That was nice. I got a picture of, uh, like, the middle frame of mm -hmm. the animation where the next letter is appearing. So yeah. there's, like, the old cursor and then, like, a faded out new letter and then, like, faded out new cursor. And mm -hmm. they're all there at the same time. That's yeah. That's a nice picture. Uh, yeah, I was, like, it was interesting when I saw it because it was like what I imagined like a very hokey interpretation of like machinic art yeah. would be and that was like the first thing that I saw like yeah. or it's just like 
was like, ooh, a projector. Like, projector, and, like, we're mm-hmm. going to switch between two typefaces. Yeah. It was, like, very, like, like meta design-ish um, surface level kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, referencing meta design, but not actually being meta design. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I thought the rest of the exhibition was really good. I mean, I saw it, like, a while ago, so it's kind yeah. of, like... Maybe that's also, like, the expectations you came in with were probably not that high. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I really liked that, um, Hummingbird film. Uh, I liked the thing itself, and also, like, you know, all the stuff about how labor-intensive it was. But I also really liked the, um, the fact that, like, the whole film was produced with a plotter, but then the text at the end, like, kind of saying mm-hmm. what it was, was also written with a plotter. Because, <clears throat> um, like, with Biometric Sands, I've been working with, essentially, like, a plotter-compatible typeface. Because mm-hmm. um, it's just a single stroke. And I thought that was nice. It's, like, a very distinct look when yeah. it's written by a plotter. Yeah. That's kind of interesting, because it makes me... It's like how risographs also have a very distinct signature. Mm, yeah. Um, it makes me think about, like, what do, like... Because, you know, how I've been kind of badgering David to convince Martha to get a risograph machine, and he's like... Hey, Martha, if you're listening, for risograph. And he's like, like, there's no point in getting one, because it's just like... We're getting it because it's like a fetishizing of the of the technology. The technology. Interesting. Because it's like anything. Because like the reason why people use it is because it's like because it'll look like it was made with a razor Right. Exactly. That's what you want. Yeah. And like at this point, like nothing. Like the, the printer in three hundred three is like better in terms of those like yeah everything. But we have a letterpress, so like. But it's. Yeah, but I feel like there's like a okay. Wait, so okay, what were you, what, what were you gonna say? Well, or like the, the letterpress also has like a very particular like. I mean, things that are letterpress look letterpress, and you know, like most of the time, people like over indent the thing to like accentuate the letterpress yeah. look. So, like, is it necessarily wrong to have the thing that? just makes a certain kind of thing. Like, is the argument that there's less, like, you know, like, potential of exploration with the reason graph? I don't know. Like, is that... Seems like that's not true. I feel like, for me, it's, like, it's... Like, a reason graph is easy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's easy to make something shitty look good because of the fact that it's reason graph. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at... The stuff that we saw at like the New York Art Book Fair, mm-hmm. in like the outside area, yeah, like almost everything was like risographed, and almost everything, like a lot of it was not actually super good, mm-hmm. but it's like you can kind of get away with it not being as sort of yeah. well intentioned or well designed or well articulated because like the medium is so like beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like you could make the same argument for like a plotter or a um, yeah even letterpress too. Plotter, yeah, 
I think that that's why I was saying before, like, it could have only been plotter stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, it's not that I don't like plotter stuff, but, uh, I guess it's, it's, there's a temptation to, like, let the plotter aesthetic overpower the other ideas. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, this Instagram I follow called it Inconversion. And oh, yeah. He, like, his entire thing is, like, making plotter. Um, He's really good, though. Yeah, it is. But sometimes, like, on Instagram, there's sort of, like, a lot of process pictures or videos, which mm -hmm. is, like, very much like, oh, here's this thing that I'm doing, and it's always, you know, like, like, there's a very heavy focus on the plotter, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Although, I guess, like... I mean, they are his process photos, and I think yeah. he, he knows. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm or I get that sense from his Twitter, anyway. Yeah, I mean, like... I did start Butterpress because I was like, it's so beautiful, and I... Yeah want to do more stuff with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. This idea of, like, the medium determining the kind of thing you're able to make, though, mm -hmm. I think is, like, actually a pretty big thematic, like, through line for this exhibit and also, like, stuff we've yeah. been thinking about, too. Um, especially, I'm thinking of, I took a picture of one of the placards. Um, oh, really? Let me dig it up right now. Yeah. I yeah. went to P PS1 yesterday mainly because I wanted to see their placards. Yeah. Were you satisfied by... They're different than MoMA's placards, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, in terms of the design. They're a lot more sort of lo-fi than like MoMA's like, oh. very official one. That's that was kind of interesting. Interesting, yeah. You should show me a picture later if you want to, but... This was next to, you know, like, where the Enzo Mari Arcade Programmata, like, mm -hmm. poster was. Oh, yeah. Um, the annotation was, um, in 1969, a uh, person whose name I probably can't say correctly said, um, I'm skipping a bunch of lines, the computer must not remain simply as a tool for the simulation of what exists in a new form. Mm -hmm. The computer gives us a new substance. It uncovers a new world before our eyes. And I read that and it really reminded me of the Fluster essay that I typeset with mm -hmm. Biometric. In that, like, I think the argument here is not that, like, computers are, uh, I don't know, whatever people think computers are, but that they're, like, a technology that can reshape, like, the way we apprehend the world and, like, therefore the, mm. like, range of ideas that we're able to have. Um, and, like, it's this idea of, like, thought as something determined by a medium or technology or, like, thought being a technology that I think is really interesting. So, like, are you saying, like, with the, com I guess, like, what I'm 
my takeaway from that was like I think for the first time with like computers are able to get away from the medium as a constraint. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like the whole like I've just seen like it's so it's one way is like to use computers to um, make very computer already kind of stuff like mm-hmm. that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it also seems like for the first time computers are able to kind of give you free reign of how you want a certain, like, to develop your own aesthetic without, like, a very, like, heavy-handed mark of the medium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm thinking very specifically about, like, printing. Yeah. And that sort of process where... Yeah. Like, if, like... <laughs> In typography, which you're going to take this semester <laughs> for the first time, right? Right. <clears throat> Each of the mediums up into sort of InDesign had a very sort of signature way of kind of marking itself. Yeah, interesting. Doesn't I kind I kind of disagree. Like, do, doesn't InDesign also have a signature in that, like, if you look at it closely enough? you can kind of see where all the text boxes were and like um, it's all constrained to things that are easily expressed through the UI uh, like column layouts and mm-hmm. you know like like print something that's like I don't know like make a crazy shape with your make a make a crystal goblet in InDesign like, mm. versus with the letterpress and like those are kind of different. You kind of have to fight InDesign a bit more, I think. Than I think just like from a technical perspective, I'd probably use like Illustrator. Yeah, but like that's not what I was trying. What I kind of wanted, like what that made me think of, was like. Mm-hmm. So you said, like, um, you kind of have to work with what the UI gives you yeah. to, like, um, and it's still you're designing within that constraint. Mm-hmm. But I, it's kind of interesting to also think about where the UI came from mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I guess, like, the... Like, there's, like, a constraint of, like, what a computer algorithm can do. Yeah. But then there's also, like, that, the fact that, like, all these UI decisions kind of carried over from photo setting and letterpress, too. Mm-hmm. <coughs> like, yeah. even just, like, I mean, we still call things, like, budding, right? Right. Which is, like, totally from letterpress. Mm-hmm. It's, like, these, which is kind of interesting because then there's, like, this technical or, like, medium baggage yeah. that somehow gets carried over to a new technology that doesn't have that baggage. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's, that's like, related to the idea of skeuomorphism and things like yeah. that, where um, media have to reference older media in order to be understood. And, like, there's, there's you know, the... Some people think that media are always just like containers for older media. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. 
guess you could argue that like computers are just really big containers that mash up like all the other things. But I guess another thing I thought of is like like going back to that uh, textile piece. Yeah. Like that is computational art, even though mm -hmm. there wasn't, like, a computer involved. So, like, mm -hmm. maybe the thing to focus on is, like, like, the, the structure and, like, the algorithm. And so, like, maybe what you're saying about having less constraints is true in the sense that there's, like, less uh, formal constraints on the output, but, like, maybe there's still structural constraints on the design and right. the process. Well, yeah, I mean, just like, if you look at, like, say, Heather's work, right? Mm -hmm. Like, to get all the crazy stuff she's been doing for the test. Yeah. On a computer, it would be so much more difficult than, mm -hmm. like, what she did, which was scrunch the paper up and photocopy it, right? Mm -hmm. <coughs> So, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. There's also, like, the Crystal Goblet example, even, like, programming that mm -hmm. or using InDesign is just so much less sort of, and so much more work than just sort of doing it, yeah. like, analog. Yeah, and I guess with Heather's work is a great example, because you get the, like, um, she uses paint, right? Or for her letters? Uh, oh, like physical paint. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about this paint. No. Kid picks. <laughs> she uses kid picks. Yeah. Um, yeah but does. yeah, like, just by using physical paint, you get all this, like, texture and, mm -hmm. like, random, uh, like, error, I guess? Like, where the paint goes out of the lines or whatever. Um, which is, like, depending on how you look at it, like, this is, this is, like, a cool thing that you get for free, whereas you'd have to, like, contrive so hard to, like, get that visual we on a computer. So, so. For, that just made me think of, like, Hector, mm -hmm. like, you're playing these, like, yeah. robots, yeah. because... It's basically like a glorified plotter with yeah. different outputs, right? Like spray paint, mm -hmm. um, pens, yeah. chalk. Yeah, but one of the big ideas in that was like material redness, right. like the kind of <coughs> fight with gravity and mm -hmm. the fight with the materials. Like, has a has a chance element to it, right? Yeah. To use one of our keywords from Junior Sun. Chance. Yeah. Is that, did we talk about chance? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't there. For all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's kind of interesting because I don't know if you were there for the interface crit where he was there. You're, uh, yeah, I was there. And he was talking about my, like, clock thing, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, um, 
how he thought randomness, um, which is not exact, direct, exactly chance, but yeah, I'd say they're kind of correlated. Right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's like a lazy thing to do. Mm. Because you're, yeah, sorry, go on. Well, I said you're like leaving a, one more decision like undecided. Yeah. You're deferring it to someone else. And I guess he was saying that that's kind of like a cop out right. for a designer. Because designing is all about making intentional choices. Right. Which is yeah. interesting. I don't really think I agree completely with that mm -hmm. because like if you look at everything that is designed it's always even if it's like a like there's no scope to it mm -hmm. like there's always going to be a constraint yeah. and you're going to have to like you can either design to it or defer to it like I wonder I guess what I'm, what I'm thinking about is like how designers will always like when it comes to making books, right? They can mm -hmm. make a book on any dimension, mm -hmm. but then they always defer it to like a standard size or like some mm -hmm. standard size. And I wonder like if that's do you think that's the same or? Uh, oh, interesting. Well, I think that book thing is like a question of conventions and also like defaults mm -hmm. whereas the random thing is like uh, and, and I feel like there's usually like at least some consideration that goes into like like all the people who made all of those books decided to make it look like a normal book but the reason for that is they wanted it to look like a normal book and like have all the advantages that that comes with Mm -hmm. like, namely, people knowing what to do with it. Um, and I guess maybe the argument with random is, like, there's not that consideration happening. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I'm not sure either how I feel about that, because... Well, you could make the argument that, like, a book or something that's designed with defaults, as you say. Yeah. This is, like... I mean, that could also be random, right? It's just, like, randomly decided that it's a default. Yeah. Yeah. I think... I mean, I understand where it's coming yeah. from, though. Like, I don't think it's so much a generalization of, like, random is bad, but, like, I think it's a statement about, like, being able to justify decisions. Yeah. Um, and, like... I think I that's think, ultimately, yeah. Yeah, and... I think there's, like, something in there of... He's probably s seen a lot of computer things that use random as, like, the core conceit. Uh, right. Where, like... Yeah, it's it's more of just, like, a... Look at all these pretty things that come out of, like, randomizing all these things. But... It's kind of... Do you think that that same criticism um, translates to things produced materially or like analog? Like, for example, like if you produce a piece with yeah. like a sculpture that is like about chance, yeah. Do you think that has the same level of criticism, or is it like the fact that it's so easy to just do math.random? 
Yeah. That's a good question. Is it the easiness? Is it the fact that, like, you're, like, even when, when you do analog randomness, like, like, I guess you, maybe it's like you're still flipping the coin, or like you're doing, I don't know if that matters. Or maybe it's like because the computer is like completely hands off and it's also like pseudo random and it's also just like so cheap to yeah. keep getting numbers. I don't know. All of those could be. Because like, yeah, because at the, its core it's still like a piece in which you leave the decision up to chance. Yeah. Like either a digital or a physical yeah. one. Hmm. And it kind of makes me. Think of like game specific criticism, now. Yeah. And how earlier we were talking mm, about like yeah. the medium, right? Yeah. Um, and how like random is such a like computer digital thing. Yeah. Yeah. Medium medium specific criticism is interesting. Like, I'm thinking of like what it would mean to critique a painting about photorealism versus critiquing a photo about photorealism. Yeah. Like it doesn't necessarily apply but there's like there's got to be a reason there's got to be like a difference that motivates it so um I'm stuck on what that is for random um I'm also thinking of like do you think there's a conceptual difference between like random and like Perlin noise because I think there's a conceptual difference yeah I was actually also thinking about like randomness and machine learning mm -hmm. To be a really stochastic machine learning, yeah, especially. Mm -hmm. And it is like a very, it's all like a very conceptual thing because visibly, mm -hmm. uh, maybe to a lesser extent, machine learning after like a thousand iterations, but at the beginning, mm -hmm. like everything looks the same, right? Mm -hmm. Or like behaves visually similar. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, conceptually, but then uh, this gets into like the whole like explaining your work kind of thing, right? Yeah. Because then it's also like, who cares if it's conceptually distinct? Mm -hmm. If visually, like you kind of have to look for other visual markers to demarcate that if you actually care. About that conceptual difference? Yeah. Well, it, there's caring about the difference and then caring that the difference is understood, which are also two separate things. Right. But no, I guess what I'm saying is the caring that it's understood. Yeah. Huh. But then also, like, too, like, the... Like the layman, like who, like they're not gonna care. You can even title the piece like painting or whatever, produced with randomness, produced with prolonged noise, right? Yeah. But oh, they're gonna understand that it's some process. Yeah. Like maybe to them, randomness and prolonged noise really kind of don't matter. Yeah. 
Hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like generally people will care, or people who would care will care yeah. if it's explained. Right. But the, di- the difference is, like, it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily in the audience so much as, like, whether the artist thinks that their responsibility is to explain it or not. Um, and you think, what do you think? Oh. No. (laughs) I don't think there is that responsibility. Um. Yeah. Actually, sorry, I, I shouldn't have, like, asked you that point on. I think what I was trying to get yeah. at was yeah. in my head I was thinking like art, like how like people say artists usually don't have the responsibility yeah. for explaining their art. Yeah. So the real question is like why? Why is that? Because mm-hmm. art does have like a real impact on society. Mm-hmm. Um, or some art does. Yeah. And like for example Oh, I don't remember what was his name. Was it this some, somebody? His name is like the Anna Kelly. Mm-hmm. He went to his, one of his shows, like in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. But okay, so I mean, it's like what I'm thinking about now is like how um, algorithms kind of require transparency or like a way of kind mm-hmm. of keeping them yeah. regulated or justified. Yeah. Um, and there's like this expectation to kind of explain yourself mm-hmm. or more and more so there's this expe- expectation to do so yeah um, and it's not like a I'm not trying to say that art and algorithms are equivalent right. but I think there's like this difference to who's sort of who needs to interpret yeah. that I'm kind of interested in yeah, I guess the the question that that begs is, like, what is the purpose of art? Like, what is it supposed to yeah. do in the world? Um, like, for me, it's all about, like... Like, I have this idea about... Like, I have this point of view about how the world is or how mm-hmm. it should be or whatever. I express that in a word, or, like, it informs the word, or whatever. Right. Um, and then now the thing is sitting there, separately from me, and I guess I want people to, like, like, see it, and, like, I don't know. Like, there, there's all these ideas about, like, defamiliarization, or, like, um, like, new forms provoking new thoughts or like I guess I want to change the way people think when they look at my stuff but I also don't think that necessarily means that I have to sit down and explain what I was thinking because like I want people to think a thought they wouldn't have thought before but I don't need them to think my thought because it's art it like operates under the label of art right like Because, like, almost everything you just said could be said by somebody who works at Facebook or 
Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make this algorithm that, like, is sort of the sum of my... Like, the reason why people make startups, right, is mm-hmm. to, like, express their worldview and mm-hmm. their way of, like, trying to market that. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the... And then it's, like, the end product is this thing that people interact with mm-hmm. and, like, deal with. Mm-hmm. But then the sort of, like, main operation on either is that one is meant to be viewed in an art setting and one is meant to be viewed in a... Huh. Oh, I don't think that's the only difference, though. Okay. Like, uh, oh, you're really making me question what I just said. Because, like... I mean... Like, Twitter or Facebook have more responsibility to the people who use their things because they're, like, so essential to, like, people's lives. Like... And, and everything that they change has, like, a large-scale outcome for a lot of people. So there's, like, a, a huge, like, I don't know. Social responsibility. Yeah, or, like, accountability risk or, like... Um, uh, there, there's like yeah, yeah. there's like the idea of risk, right? And like, okay. but does art have that idea so, of risk too? Like, so two things. Yeah, Truman Show. Sure. Just like keep that in your head. Yeah. And then like, what if like and this is not like not gonna happen? Like, what if like one day Mark Zuckerberg said, "Just kidding, this was all an art project." That, I, yeah. So that's why I bring up Truman Show, because, like, it's like <laughs> this artist, right? Yeah. Like, the guy who produced his name is Christoph, is, like, constructing this reality, mm-hmm. and, like, dictating every single move. Like, it's obviously much more heavy-handed. Yeah. But it's, like, like I'm, it's, like, almost as if he can... Again, like, even in the show, it's, like, they get away with it, because it's, like, like a show, it's, like, a... Of work, it's like yeah, production. But design. it like totally messes this dude up, right? Whatever. And it's like yeah. totally like from his point of view, society. IRB wouldn't have signed off on that. <laughs> Not constant <laughs> process. <laughs> um, well, they need to at least debrief him afterwards. They should use my thesis. Why don't you send that to Jim Carrey? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's interesting. So, like, basically, uh, like that, like clearly, that wouldn't, you know, there there would be large scale consequences. Right. So, like, yeah. so maybe the reason why I don't think it applies to what I do is because I don't believe what I do is actually doing anything, which is not a real reason. To yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I want to walk back on what I said and just be like, I need to think about it more, because that's... I think, I don't know, I think we should think (laughs) more. Hmm. Yeah, but that's interesting, right? Because, like, the fact that you're asking me to, like, compare how art works in the world and, like, how, I don't know, like, products or, like, whatever you want to, like, 
uh, is something that I should be thinking about because I purportedly want to, like, keep doing both, right? Right. 